It's Monday, February 24th. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and I have one more thing to tell you for today. There's tons of interesting stories we come across that we can't always seem to get them into the main podcast, so we wanted to make an extra post to bring you a little bit more. Popular Science has compiled a list of seven mysterious sounds that science has yet to solve. Everything from odd, cannon-like sounds near upstate New York's Seneca Lake, to weird radio transmissions coming from Russia, to singing sand in the desert, which could be the result of grains of sand rolling down the dunes. To go through some of these unknown audio mysteries, we speak to Rachel Feltman, Articles Editor at Popular Science. I saw this article on your website and thought it was something fun that we could get into. There's a lot of different sounds here, buzzes, rumbles, something that sounds like whales, their radio broadcast, and they're just things that have gone on and really nobody has able to decipher what they are. I mean, there's a lot of people that have their suspicions, but we don't know. So these are some great sonic mysteries here. And we'll start off right at the top, something that you guys called the loneliest whale. It's kind of like a lower, very low tone. We have the audio. Let's listen to it real quick and then we'll talk about it. It sounds like a whale sound, but it's a lot lower in tone than normal whales would sound. It's actually significantly higher. So it's funny because it sounds so low to us. Just hearing that in isolation, I would never think that's such a squeaky whale. But that's only about as low as like a tuba. And that's 52 hertz. And the whales that match that same kind of beat and pattern and migratory path are usually around 15 to 25 hertz. So, yeah, it was around, I believe, 1992 that a researcher who was using this network of underwater microphones that had originally been used to eavesdrop on Soviet subs during the Cold War, which is just so crazy. It was, and then the U.S., you know, it was like, well, we have this network of underwater microphones. I guess we can let researchers listen in on what's going on down there. And yeah, this guy, William Watkins, from 1992 until he died in 2004, was keeping tabs on this unusual whale sound. We still don't know exactly what it was. His big theory was that it was kind of like musical mutant, that it had this mutation that made it sing unusually high. And the loneliest whale name comes from the speculation that would this whale even be able to communicate with others of its kind? Would they hear it? Would they understand it in a way that whales understand each other? Someone did pick up another sound at the same frequency not too long ago, which raises the question, is this the same whale? Maybe there's more than one. Maybe this is actually less unusual than we thought. So we don't know how many whales are making these sounds. We don't know how lonely they are, but it is a really fascinating mystery. One of the next ones we have is the Seneca guns. Now, this is cannon-like sounds that are happening near New York's Seneca Lake and along North Carolina's Outer Banks. Here's the sound for that one. That sounds like a bomb went off. And obviously you hear the car alarms and everything going on after that. Yeah, no, I mean, I love that clip because the car alarms going off really hit home how powerful these are. You know, they're not just loud sounds. They're such big sonic booms that people say sometimes doors will pop open or windows will rattle. And yeah, we have records of these for more than a century. We know they're nothing dangerous. In fact, one of the reasons they're still a mystery is because it's not a very pressing question for scientists to answer. Um, They're powerful enough to be disconcerting, but not powerful enough to do any harm. And there are a few theories. Some people think that they're like meteorites 
bursting in the atmosphere. Of course, there are people who think it's due to some kind of covert military operation, you know, some so kind of sonic plane. Of, yeah. Right. It's, when you hear those, it's like, it's easy to understand why that's where some people go. It could even just be something as simple as like natural gas bubbling in bodies of water. We really don't know, but they do pop up every once in a while. This next one is the buzzer. And I like this one because one of the more interesting theories thinks that it could be a doomsday device that will go silent if Russia suffers a nuclear <laughs> attack. Uh, here's the audio for that one. So that just plays over on shortwave radio transmissions, right? So UVB 76, it's been playing that same buzzing sound off and on, pretty much on since 1982 at least. And so it's considered a number station, which are these shortwave radio transmissions where you would hear these like very monotone coded messages. Traditionally, there would be some kind of tone interrupted by a voice just reading out a list of numbers or nonsense words. And it was used for espionage, for spy communication. And there are some that still exist, presumably because even in our digital era, there's something kind of more secure about shortwave radio. If you can't access the internet without being monitored, you can probably still send a bizarre coded message over radio. But UVB-76 has like an especially spooky reputation because it doesn't often play numbers or words and it has this history of people monitoring it and it's hard to tell what's made up and what's true, but people have stories of like, mysterious piano music playing. People have stories of it suddenly stopping and there being screams. So it really lends itself to all of these myths and has a very eerie presence. And as you said, one of the most intriguing theories about it is that it's actually a doomsday device. And if it ever stops, it would trigger a retaliatory nuclear attack. Though a lot of people think that it's actually just a science project that no one has ever taken ownership of, <laughs> where it's just bouncing random radio waves off of the ionosphere to study them. So that would be a much less exciting explanation, obviously, but also kind of less worrying. Definitely less worrying. One of the more recent ones, this happened in February 2016 in Portland. This is the Forest Grove Shriek. You have a little audio here. That would be really bad to listen to over and over again. <laughs> yeah, and that people heard that at night for, I think, about a month in Portland suburbs, and then it just suddenly stopped. But people had a lot of theories. A local physics professor actually tried to like triangulate the source based on Google Map and complaint calls, and no one was ever able to figure it out. And since the noise eventually stopped, police gave up. And their big theory was that it was some kind of like big, like attic fan or water pump, something mechanical that was just on the fritz in such a way that it was letting out this really upsetting frequency. Of course, for people who heard it, some of them did not buy that simple of an explanation. But again, because it stopped, we'll probably never know. <laughs> That's the fun thing, though, is that you could always refuse to accept whatever somebody's trying to explain it with. The next one here is the hum. And the interesting about this one is that people all over the world were kind of uh, have reported hearing something similar in New Mexico, England, Canada, New Zealand. We have the audio for this one as well. That one sounds more like just a weird science fiction type sound. 
Yeah, no, the hum is almost more of like a subgenre of mysterious sound than a single noise because people have these purported experiences of it all over the world. And it's possible that there are different explanations for each of them. But what they all have in common is that it's this almost too low for humans to hear kind of rumble. And wherever it shows up, there are some people who insist that they can hear it and some people who insist that they can't. And there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason for that. Of course, there are lots of things that can make a very low-pitched rumble. It could be something related to construction. It could be a weird wind pattern in the local buildings. It could be some natural geological event that's going on. But the mystery here is, is why some people hear it and why some people don't. And it's possible that some people are being kind of, they're hearing about it and then they either start to notice it because they've heard about it or they start to think they hear something because they've heard about it. So yeah, this one is like, it's very difficult to know where you would even start in trying to truly unravel that mystery. This next one is called The Singing Sand. And it's kind of interesting because I guess it happens wherever there's a lot of sand in the Gobi Desert in Asia or the Great Sand Dunes National Park in Colorado. This one seems like it might have an explanation, but I guess scientists haven't confirmed it yet. Here's the sound for that one. That one sounded very similar to the other one, the hum, actually. Yeah, and so this is probably the one with the most likely explanation on our list. So some scientists thought that it was probably just the noise of the grains sliding against each other as they slip down the dunes, which, of course, happens every time there's wind. And there was a study in 2012 where physicists just, like, scooted downhill on their butts to make the grains slide and they were able to make noises in different pitches by doing that. So it does seem pretty likely, but I mean, it's such a beautiful sound and such a surprising source for something that kind of melodic. So it is still nice to kind of marvel at the mystery of it a little bit. And the last one is the vocal memnon. Now there's no audio of this one just because it's centuries old. It's something that people have claimed to hear for you know a long time. So this one about 3,500 years ago, the Colossi of Memnon were built to guard the tomb of an Egyptian pharaoh. And they're still there, I believe, but they don't sing anymore. They used to sing. Apparently, at dawn, you would hear these very resonant tones. People compared it to a lute or a ringing piece of bronze. What I love about this one is that people would actually write graffiti on the statues. And we're talking about in like, 130 AD, people were scrawling their thoughts on the music, on the statues. And so that's how we know people were obsessed with this noise, because they basically left like ancient Yelp reviews in graffiti. <laughs> and we know that the noise reportedly stopped happening around the time that a Roman emperor ordered repairs to the sculpture in 200 AD. So some scientists think that there were cracks in the stone that were collecting dew and that it was just like sonic vibrations in those cracks happening as the sun came up and warmed the liquid. But again, oh, wow. since it stopped happening, we'll never really know. Yeah, I love a good audio mystery. Rachel Feltman, Articles Editor at Popular Science. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this was one more thing from The Daily Dive. <laughs>